Hey, all you Forexers out there, thanks for tuning in again to Forex Radio. So happy that you're here once again, thirsty for more tidbits that'll help you along your real estate journey. I just love that you're here. I was thinking the other day uh, about a quote from Albert Einstein that reads, try not to become a person of success, but rather try to become a person of value. How do you become a person of value to others? That's what we're gonna talk about today. Hi, I'm Kelly Johnston, founder of The Forex Formula, and the big question is this. How are real estate agents like us able to create a constant stream of commissions and a constant stream of leads while enjoying life without wasting big budgets on branding, without working crazy hours, without worrying where the next deal's coming from in today's real estate market? This podcast is here to reveal the answers. Try not to become a person of success, but rather try to become a person of value. How do you become a person of value? You know what? I'm going to talk about a whole bunch of different ways that you can do that. I think it's so important to actually get your mind thinking in that direction. We all look at realtors out there that we think are successful or look successful to us. And they got everything going, right? They got great pictures. They've got big ads, awesome hair, great outfits, drive a nice car. They just seem to always say all the right things. Whatever it is, it's kind of getting you thinking that way. And they're either doing some of these things or a lot of these things or all of these things, or they're not doing any of these things. And um, they're experiencing maybe a different kind of success that... I don't know. I don't think it's long lasting. Okay. So first of all, what I've noticed about successful people and, and what's really important as, as a way to think outside of yourself, you know, like I'm actually, believe it or not, um, a bit of an introvert. I actually, I'm a homebody. I love being home (laughs) when I, I work really hard and I don't mind putting lots of hours in. I have a home office, but I see a lot of people. I'm talking to tons of people all day long and and I, I actually don't really like going to big events with a whole pile of people. I, I really don't enjoy it. I, I just, I don't know, I feel weird. But you know what? I overcome it and I start to think outside myself. But I do take this responsibility in every situation that I'm in, whether I'm at the drive-thru to get some coffee or I'm at a restaurant and I'm talking to the waitress or people that are seating me or anything like that. Or I'm in other situations where I'm, I'm maybe buying a product or service and I'm dealing with those people. And then not only that, as, as a person that's just in and around the office or, or in different situations when I'm dealing with at the bank, the people at the bank. You know what? Everybody remembers me. I believe I really think they do because I do something quirky or different or whatever, but I'm always an energy giver. I believe I always give energy outwardly and, and I try to give positive energy. I try to make people laugh or I try to make them feel better about themselves or important or like they're worth something and they're not just providing a service for me and that's it. And then I leave them alone and they're just beneath me. Um, I don't think of people that way. I think of every single person as an opportunity. And the thing is, is I, I think that's a, a way that we could become a person of value in this world, in everything that we do, if we can. So the question is, are you an energy giver or are you an energy sucker? When you walk into a room, do you just create a vortex 
And does everybody know what's going on with you? And you know, like if you're having a bad day and you're going into a setting like that, no one else needs to know you have a bad day. Go have a bad day by yourself. But as soon as you get around other people that aren't really close to you or, or necessarily going to help you through that, then, then you don't suck energy from them to make yourself feel better. I think even in that, guys, I went through some tough times in my life. I had some major situations going on when I owned a real estate office that I'm not going to talk about right now. That'll just take too long. But I had situations that were literally crushing situations. They would finish a lot of people. They would annihilate most people. And I still had to walk through that office and I had to high five everybody and I had to listen to their minuscule little problems that were nothing compared to what I was going through. And they had no idea what I was going through because it's none of their business for one thing. They're not going to help my situation for the second thing. And I only stress about things that I can control. So I take, I take it, I, I take that responsibility. So it's on me to stress about that. I'm not going to pour that stress onto someone else. That's not fair. So are you an energy giver or are you an energy sucker? That's a good one, a good way to just think about that. So how do you become a person of value? How about this? Experience and consultation. As you gain experience, you can get better at guiding people to the right conclusions. And, and as you go, th- and there's no shortcut to this. So this is another way that you become a person of value is you get out there and you get dirty, you roll up your, your sleeves and you just cause experience to happen. You embrace experiences, you embrace everything that's new and, and you just try, you do your best, you fall down, you screw up. You may even have situations, I've had tons of them where I've actually not been strong enough in certain situations and um, and I ended up hurting a client financially certain ways because I didn't consult with them properly. I didn't draw on experiences properly, or maybe I didn't have the experiences yet to draw on, and I didn't and I didn't do that. So as you as you um, get out there and you and you fall down and you screw up, whatever. Remember those stories. Remember the lessons in that, so that you can turn around and go, okay, you know what? I understand where you're coming from. I hear I hear what you want out of this. But I'm, I'm just going to tell you, this is, I had a situation like this where someone else, they wanted to get an extra forty fifty thousand dollars $50,000 for their home in a market that it wasn't going to pay it to them. And at the end of the day, fast forward six months later to try and get that extra 40, they lost an extra 20. If they, if they would have listened to me, $40,000 less listed the property at that, they actually would have got $20,000 more. They ended up selling for $20,000 less than the price I was saying they should have been at at that time, had they listened to me, they would have got it. So I have that story now and I can explain that to them. So now that is valuable to those people because I'm going to save them from financial pain that they don't know that they would have. But if I didn't have that story to draw upon, I I don't have any value for them. So you need to get out there and get some stories happening. Okay, let's talk about a different way. Helping people in life changes. Um, this is a, an awesome thing because this is a thing that we get to share in, in real estate. We get to be part of people's life changes, things that are happening. First time buyers, first time investors, like buying their first investment property and maybe leveraging, you know, their principal residence to do that because they gained a bunch of equity or, or they, you know, they've been living in a townhouse, a small house and they've got more kids now 
and they need to make a move into a single family home to have more room and they want a yard for the kids or get closer to a certain school or whatever. And are they able to make that shift financially? And if we can put that plan together and help people do that, we become very valuable to these people. We, we become the idea people. We become the cons- consultants and actually be hugely instrumental in helping these people make a life change. That is an emotional attachment to that. There's an emotional attachment to that when people make a life change. So they're going to remember the person that was was responsible for that. And as long as you stay top of mind with them, they're always going to remember, remember that. So I've had people call me 11, 12 years later that I helped and uh, they still had that attachment. We talked about that time and, and they had this romantic feeling about that, what happened during that time. And that's why they called me. You know, that is awesome. And, you know, I was a, I was, I didn't know what I didn't know at that time. I was screwing up. I wasn't keeping in touch with people properly, but every once in a while you get those, those bonuses. Here's another one, navigating difficult situations. So here's the other part. You go through the the positive and the wonderful things. But you know what? There's also times where you walk alongside some people in difficult situations. Bad things can happen to good people. Or people make, good people can make bad decisions in their lives. And sometimes they got to look to us to help them out of those situations or help navigate through those situations and kind of get out at get out of it as unscathed as they possibly can, right? But that's a person of value that can offer that to people and help walk them through that. So that, that's how you become a person of value to those people. Are they thinking, oh man, you're so successful. You know, sometimes people will look at the, the mega successful people and go, oh man, they're not going to have time for me. They're not going to want to deal with this. They, you know, they don't, ah, they don't care about me. Like that, that is not a person of value. That's a person of success, right? But they're, they're not a person of value to these people. Here's another one. Help people make great decisions. This is a great way to communicate value to people. And when you actually verbalize this to them and you, you explain to them that your goal is to help them make a great decision, right? By, by me giving you good information that you can rely upon that's real and true and re, you know reliable. Viewing the right homes, seeing enough houses, seeing houses you, you, you probably won't like, but knowing really in a concrete way what you don't like is just as important to knowing what you do like. And you know, sometimes the top three to five things that people think they want in a home end up being the bottom three to four things. They totally reverse that sometimes through the process. So it's just good to see stuff. Don't think I'm not listening to you. I just want to make sure you make a really good decision. Understanding the right market dynamics that are happening right now in this market and what is going on in the little micro markets within those markets, which happen a lot. And you need to help people make great decisions. And then you become a person of great value to them in their lives because they rely upon you as the person that's going to help them make a great decision. Negotiating skills. Here's another one. As you get to know your marketplace and begin to understand um, various leverage points, you're going to get better at negotiating. The other thing is when you're doing enough deals, you begin to detach from the outcome a little bit more, right? I remember, I remember the days when I was going through those struggling times and I was in that survival mode and, and I'm just kind of, I just got, I was more interested in just getting the deal together because I needed a paycheck. And that's not a good position to negotiate from. That's not a good position to negotiate from. 
So if you can detach from the outcome, you can be that insulation against their emotions when you're going through the negotiating part of it. And it's easier to do. It's easier to have that stance. It's easier easier to start thinking about how you can push those other people to get a better dollar or push those people to get a get to a better price for your people and, and really take that stance in a confident way with good information. So negotiating skills, being a good negotiator and being known for that. Now, you don't want to always be the guy who's always hammering on everybody all the time either. Like sometimes you got to set things up properly so expectations are proper based on the market conditions at the time. So, you know, you got to be smart about it. But if people start to understand that you're a good negotiator and they really feel confident in that, you become a person of value to them. Okay, here's another one. Advice to get people to get top dollar when selling. Now, this is before the negotiation happens. This is before the offer comes, right? Giving good advice to set things up properly. I I do a whole thing on sharpening the axe. (laughs) That's a that's a funny episode. And I and I think you'd really enjoy that one. But Once you have more and more success stories and you begin to understand the stumbling blocks over time, you get better and better at giving good advice to people about getting their homes ready for selling and you get more confident about it. You get more, um, more, uh, bold, I guess is what I'm trying to find bold. You get more bold about explaining, you know what, if you want to get the top dollar for your home, I think it would be, you know, a good idea. Yeah. Paint the front door, paint the front steps. Make sure um, everything is tweaked. Get some plants out front to color it up a little bit. Make sure you get rid of the clutter. You got to move anyway. Let's get rid of the clutter. Let's, let's, you know what, this piece of furniture here, could this go somewhere else? Um, so we can open up this room a little bit. So when people walk in, their minds are free and they can look around. Like, be bold about that because the goal is to get the top dollar for these people. We have to think like the buyer for a second, not think like the seller. We got to think like the buyer. What's the buyer going to be thinking about when they walk into your home, right? And be bold about that. That's important because that's going to get them a better result. And we have some tools to help you out with that in our course. Obviously, we teach uh, some ways of handling that and getting some great tips on working through that with your clients. Okay, creativity. This is a huge one. If people start to think of you as a person who is creative, there's more than one way to market a home, right? Think about who the target market is for that particular home slash product. Like think about that. So how do you position certain types of products or certain types of homes on social media, for example? Is there a different spin that you can put on it this time that may catch someone else's attention? Get creative. Think of different things. Who's the target market? Who you're speaking to? Remember, you want to get two buyers off of that listing, right? So you get creative. The more creative you are and the more people that that, that they see that in you, that's going to give you more value. That's going to that's going to give you more value. Lead conversion skills. Okay, so here's another thing where you become more valuable. Time is precious. Better conversion rates literally can 4x your business. Get good on the phone. Get good at sending emails. Don't just blast an email and give people information. Get good at sending emails properly. We talk about that in the course. Get good at the first meeting. Get good at that. That's part of our our attain part of the business. There's attract and attain, serve and retain. In the attain part of our course, we're going to teach you how how to get really good at that. This is highly valuable and it will increase your dollar per hour in a huge way. So if you spend more time serving people, less time trying to get business, doing C activities to get business, you're actually, you're going to be more valuable to your clients because you're going to be able to spend more quality time with them doing really quality, good quality business. And, and that is going to give you more value. 
database nurturing. The best business is the people that you've already done business with. They're the best people to get more business from. Give them a lot of value. Give them value when you're touching base with them, when you're touching them again, when you're doing Popeyes. Give them some value, something of value. And once they see how valuable you are to them, they're going to send people your way expecting nothing in return. Give them value. I know people that send cards to their clients that say that they're going to pay them 500 bucks for referrals. This is clients that they've already done business with and they're offering to pay them $500 for a referral. That's enormous. Four people refer business to you. That's two grand. Now, you know what? Maybe that is a good way to get business. Maybe it, it kind of works. I don't know. But in my mind, that's devaluing your, your time and what you're worth and what your value. You're totally devalue yourself. I don't have, I can't get enough business, so I got to pay for it. I got to pay you to go out and recruit business for me. And I know, you know what? That might work. I'm not poo-pooing that idea hundred percent. And you know what? In some cases, maybe that's a great idea, or maybe it's a, maybe it's a, a short-term campaign between a certain period of months. Maybe it's for 90 days you do that. And uh, you're going to put everybody in a pot and give somebody a trip or something. I don't know. But, but maybe there's a different way to position that. That's all good. But you know what? When you do a really good job with your database, with your, with your raving fan clients, with your top 10 A plus, I call them A plus type people, or maybe there's 20 of them. Maybe, you know, know who they are. Maybe you do dinner. Like dinner is a lot cheaper than 500 bucks. Well, in some cases, most cases. <laughs> <laughs> but you can take people for dinner, have a great time getting to know somebody, have an awesome meal, have great conversation, create another friend that, you know, when, when they send business to you, that's how you reward them. Go have dinner with them, spend time with them and learn about each other and get to know each other. They're going to spend, they're going to send way more business to you that way. These are lots of different ideas, but database nurturing, that's huge. That creates more value. Your strategic alliances, referrals receive, like receive them and then re reward them quickly from all of the sources that you generate over time. This is of great value to all parties. It's always a win-win. If they re refer people to you and then you make them look good and then you refer people to them and they make you look good, it gives the client security that you are someone that they need to stay in contact with. Get to know people in all aspects of businesses and life and create win-win relationships and create strategic alliances and know who they are and then be a person of value to them and then they will give you value. That's awesome. That's exciting. It's wonderful. And it'll start with one and then you'll add another one and then you'll add another one and you'll start to have history with those people and it'll get easier and easier and easier. Get 10. I always talk about that. Contribution. Give and you will receive. Give of yourself. Give of your time. Give of your money and resources and see what happens. Do it with no expectation of anything in return. And over time, the dividends are going to blow your mind. It is something that I just never understood until recently. And uh, it's just awesome. Time output. Getting people to value your time is a skill. Getting people to understand your value and how valuable your time is, um, that's a skill. We, we talk about that in the course a bit, but that's another way of actually uh, becoming a person of, of value. Another way of doing that is helping investors in the business, the people who are investing in real estate, smart investments, giving smart investment analysis for investors. Once you aren't start to understand the parameters of investing and helping people make good returns on their investment, they will stick with you and they will stick with you over and over and over again. And you will be their guy or gal for that area. 
ensure that you're giving good advice. Now, sometimes your good advice is going to, is going to kill a deal or it's going to cause you to spend extra time, or it's going to make you not get that sale. Honestly, if you give good advice and you're giving proper advice, it's going to happen sometimes. But what it's going to do is it's going to solidify that trust with that person. And they're going to refer people to you. They absolutely will because they will trust that you're not in it for you. You're in it to make sure they make a sound investment that will work. Even though there's a chance you may not sell the property, Give the right advice. They will trust you as the only person that they can trust in order to make a great investment. And that is a huge person of value to them. And that is a huge portion of business. That is return business that comes over and over again, people who invest. So be a person of value to everyone that you come into contact with. It starts with your positive energy. That's the first gift that you get to give of yourself. Don't ever be a negative influence. No matter what, it will never serve you. Don't get caught up in gossip or bad-mouthing. It's, it's a waste of mental energy. Always be that guy or gal that everyone can count on to bring a high level of energy to the room, the office, the bank lineup, the meeting, or whatever. Be a person of value instead of a person of success. Success will come. When it happens, you don't have to let everybody know by how successful you look or sound. They're going to assume that you are successful because you're such a value to everyone around you. They're going to just assume it. They're going to know that you're successful. Even before maybe the measuring sticks haven't reached it yet, but they're going to believe it. They're going to believe that you should be successful and they're going to rally around it and they're going to hope for your success and they're going to be your raving fans. So be a person of value. I hope you found value in this chat today. I truly do. If you're getting value from these episodes, please subscribe if you haven't already and and take the time to rate the podcast and leave a comment, please. If you're thinking positive things and you just please, it really helps me, but it also helps other people have a chance to understand that maybe this is something worth listening to. I'd love to hear from you too. In the meantime, go out there, have a great day. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that last episode. Here's the reality that you may or may not know. The top 20% of real estate agents take home 80% of the money out there, while the bottom 80% are fighting over 20% of the scraps that are left. Do you have a desire to be in the top 20%? If you're working hard and not sustainably making six figures of income and beyond, the problem is not you, it's your system. I struggled for years until one day the light bulb came on and I figured out how to simplify the real estate business. If you want to learn my secrets that anyone can implement immediately that I still use every day that pays me multiple six figures every year, go to 4xformula.com right now. That's 4xformula.com. The number 4xformula.com.